Welcome to the new edition of the Dianix Podcast. This is Evil Danny Star. It's your host. There's a lot to talk about. This is the rumor episode, and the big rumor of the day has to do with the Knicks and Dallas. Frank Nilakina and Tim Hardaway Jr. to Dallas for Dennis Smith Jr. and Wesley Matthews. We've talked about this on the podcast before, but this has become hot news, just dropped onto the internet's because of Bleacher Report. Thank you, Bleacher Report, for dropping more bullshit so we could talk about. Once again, this is the Dial Next Podcast. We are going to get into it. Let's go. So, yeah, what is a rumor? Rumor is something that's not true that could possibly be true. Or it could be so believable that it, it, could, be, it could be true. But technically, it's not true. So anyway, rumors is basically bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Just because somebody says something doesn't mean it's true. Even if it is true. That's what a rumor is. Anyway, with that, with that, with that being said, let's just talk about the um, this um, current rumor with uh, Frank Nilakina and um, Tim Hardaway Jr. Now, we, we've talked about it before. But it's the thing about it. We talked about it before. And the reason why it keeps coming up is because it's the big elephant in the room. The Knicks are not trying to win. And they're trying to get... Um, cap space. So when it comes to that, they have to get rid of Tim Hardaway Jr. if they plan on getting anywhere closer to the cap number that they're looking for. And that number has to do with uh, superstar players, and we have to get at least 30. 30 million apiece for, for these guys now. That's because of the, of the new collective bargain agreement and having to do with the TV contracts and all this other stuff. The salary cap went up, therefore the percentage that you can give your top players go up. So that's just the way it is. So we have to, we have to come up with about sixty million dollars to to get these free agents. So you know you can't have it all, man. You can't get these guys for free, and you can't get all these young players and good players for free either. You know you got to give to give to um, to get, and that's where these rumors come in. So anyway, the 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 number one guy out there is is um, as far as like expired contracts is uh, Wesley Matthews. The reason why I say he's the number one is because Dallas, they're actually trying to win games. They're like right on the bubble as far as the playoffs is concerned. They're in the eighth seed, they're fighting for the eighth seed. So if they got Tim Hardaway Jr., that might that would actually put them over the top as far as the eighth seed is concerned. And also too, like Dennis Smith Jr., he's actually he's playing okay over there, but he's actually he's not, he's not really fitting what they're trying to do. And uh, Rick Carlisle, he's still a coach in Dallas. He's an old school guy. He's not like at, um, Fizdale at all. They're actually trying to win games. So, and it's like a, he, he plays a more structured style too. And also he likes to call his plays constantly from the sideline. So this is something that that um, Frank Nielakino were actually flourishing. Now it's not about being selfish. Like, oh, if he goes to another team, he's going to do well. And Nick's fucking, you know, you know, you got to get off that. You know what I'm saying? Are you a fan of the team or a player? You know, it's all right to be a, t- a fan of the player. And sometimes it's okay to, to let go of a player. In order to get a player, you know what I'm saying? Frank is not doing well here. You know, we, we need him to be aggressive, and that's what Frank, that's what Alfisden wants to do. You know, just want him to be aggressive and play basketball. Yeah, we we run plays. We we are playing organized basketball. Of course, it's going to be plays, but um, you know, Fisdale wants his guys to play. Just go out there and play ball, fam. And Frank is not one of those guys. He's in his own head. But if he had a uh, like a guy on the sideline, like like Carlisle, that's like um, micromanaging the game and dictating stuff as it's happening. 
then uh, Frank will, will be more successful because he won't have to think. So that, that's my two cents on, on that whole um, Dallas thing. As far as the Knicks, we're not just giving players away and getting back bullshit. Dennis Smith Jr. is a good player. You know, he's not in the news. That's the thing. He's not in the news. Nobody's talking about him. It doesn't mean he's not playing well. He's gotten double figures and scoring twice, last year and this year. He's still explosive. He's still getting to the lane when he wants to. You know, but this is not the, um, the way that um, uh, Rick Carlisle wants to play the game. He doesn't want to play that way. He wants to play a dictating game where he's telling everybody what to do, you know, constantly. Some guys um, play well like that. Some guys don't. Now, you got Luka. Luka's there. You cannot tell Luka to pass the ball to Dennis Smith Jr. and let him, and let him uh, run the show. Luka is like, um, he's becoming like like a generational kind of, kind of player. You know, I, I haven't seen a rookie so good. They play so like carefree the way he does since I'm gonna say LeBron. There hasn't been a guy like that. You know, of course he's not as athletic. No one said that he that he was. But um, according to um, as far as like athletic athletic ability, he's not gonna be nowhere near LeBron. But talent wise, he's absolutely right there. The guy reminds me of like um, now don't get crazy. I'm, I'm gonna throw Larry Bird out there. He reminds me of Larry Bird not because he's white, because Larry Bird didn't jump. He could jump if he wanted to. If he, you know, he, you know, Larry Bird banged on plenty of people. But um, as far as like um, skill-wise, he's right there with Larry Bird. Larry Bird was a bad dude, man. He was a bad dude, and I, and I think this guy Luca is on his way to being that. You know, he's still trying to figure out the NBA, and he, he's playing so free, and his jump shot is, is, is like feathery, just like just like Larry, man. So I, I think he has the potential to be one of the, one of the um, the better players going forward in his career. You gotta remember the kid is like a he's a freaking baby, man. He's a little he's a young boy, man. Like he's a young boy and he's he's dominating as if he's like twenty-five years old. What the hell is he gonna do when he's twenty-five? Now I went on a little tangent, but that's not to, to put um Dennis Smith Jr. down. Dennis Smith Jr. is a good player. He's on, on the level right now of a of a Teague. You know, I mentioned Teague in the last episode of a Teague. All those guys, you know, anybody you could think, Richie Jackson, he's in that level, that level, and that level is borderline all-star. Dennis Smith Jr. could be a borderline all-star. He might end up being an all-star, but he has to be in the right situation. Right now in Dallas, he's not going to do that in Dallas. You know, like I said, I'm, it's all about playing style. Now, if he came to the Knicks, you know, I think he, I think he would all, all of a sudden get a bump in his production and in his confidence as well. Because uh, Fisdale, like I said, he just wants the guys to get out there and play. He doesn't want to constantly dictate plays and tell guys what to do. He wants guys to use their talent to, to, to you know, get over it and, you know, just play, man. Get out there and play. Make your, make your teammates better. Make the pass. If you, if you got the, the move, you can take your man, take him. You know, do what you got to do. That's that's what um he's been um letting Moody Eye do. Moody has been playing really well. Now, getting getting Dennis Smith Jr., is that going to mess up Moody Eye? Um, Probably not. Because um you're still gonna you're still gonna start Moody Eye. You're not gonna just get Dennis Smith Jr. and then bench Moody Eye. You know Moody Eye's still gonna be the starter. But once Moody Eye comes out, you got Dennis Smith Jr. Young boy to come right in there. You know I feel sorry for for Burke because Burke is my guy. I thought I wanted Burke to be the, the starting point guard this year, but he started off the year so bad he got hurt, and then he's like off and on. But you know as as I'm looking at him, you know I want him to succeed so bad, but um his pace. His pace, I don't think, it suits what Fisdale's trying to do. You know, I mean, the guy's a good player, and he's good to have to change the pace if he need to. But um, the the pace that um, Fisdale wants to go, I don't think um, is suited for for Burke. Burke is a straight up 
um, pick and roll point guard. Now, you know, like if if he went to a team that um, that will allow him to do that, I think he would be he would be the man. You know, but um, the Knicks are not a heavy uh, pick and roll team. You know, so it's all about styles. You know, now I know this is a rumor episode, but I'm I'm really getting into styles. So that's that's um that's why you make trades because one guy doesn't fit. Maybe he doesn't fit your system, but he will fit another system. And then of course, Wissy Matthews is not really worth talking about. We traded in a Tim Hardaway Jr. for a Wissy Matthews straight up salary dump, just like that. You know what I'm saying? We we get rid of him and um try to find a place for Lee. Next thing you know, we have a space for two players, two um max players, and that's what that's what we want want in in the long run. Now I want to talk about the Cantor and the Sacktown rumors, but um I got to talk about Frank, man. Frank is my pet peeve, my pet, my pet player, pet peeve player. When it comes to this podcast, I mean, he's like the, the number one story, really, in this thing, because there's nothing else really to talk about. The Knicks going to lose. You know, we, we drafted Knox. Knox is doing great. Nothing really else to talk about. The only drama there is is how slow Frank is to, like, not even get into his potential, but just to get into just being a good player. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we talk about Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Smith Jr. is not at his potential yet. He's still learning the game, but at least he's out there getting double figures and scoring, and he's not even like like a focal point of the offense. You know, like Moody Eye, people were, were shitting on Moody Eye. People were shitting on Burke also. But as young players, Burke had double figures in, in, um, in, um, in Utah where he got drafted. You know, I mean, come on. Man. Moody Eye had double figures in scoring in Denver, but uh, supposedly he didn't belong in the NBA. But this guy, Frank... And mind you, these guys were young players when they when they, when they came into the league. They were like 19, you know, 18, 19, when, you know, when they came into the league. Now, Frank, what is so special about Frank? I, I mean, I, I don't want to get into that right right now, but Frank, everybody just wants everyone to wait. Why do you want to wait for Frank, but don't want to wait for the other guys? It's kind of annoying, you know. But that's not that's not what I'm talking about here. I actually want to give credit where credit is due. The last game that Frank played, he played. It was against Philly. Man, a lot of, I knew a lot of people out there were talking about it out there, but I, I got to talk about it too. Frank Nilakina was playing his ass off for that little stretcher of time, and it's the first time in the two years, yes, two years, a season and a half that he's been a, a Nick. This is the, it was the first time that he was ever aggressive. First time that he ever used his height and reach advantage to get around players. Like, he took Embiid to the basket twice, and it made him look stupid. And, and Embiid is a, is a top center, and Embiid is a, is a shot blocker. He made a shot blocker look like look like he wasn't even standing there. That, that's what um, Frank Lincoln's potential could be. But Frank doesn't have heart. You know, I, you know, I, I just don't want to get into particulars when it, when it comes to that, because I talked about it, you know, already in, on this podcast. You know, so I, I just I just I just want to say, this guy Frank is is like really annoying, man. Like I, I don't we don't have time for this, cause like look you want you want to talk about Chris Stapps, Chris Stapps. You know the, the elephant in the room with that too is like everyone thinks that we should trade him or we should just let him go. You know Stephen A. Smith made the stupid comment said that the Brooklyn Nets will probably be better. You know as far as like um you know a better place for for young players to grow. You know it's like or whatever the fuck he said. You know what I'm saying? But it, you know, we, we can't we can't be babying one guy 
you know, and expect the rest of the team to just fall, fall in, in line and just wait for the kid. You know, th this is not, this is not, oh, we're not, this is not Jesus. You know what I'm saying? We're not waiting for for Jesus to manifest his powers or something like that. You know, this is this is not like the the X Men or something like that. We wait for him to get his get a handle of his mutant powers. Like, come on, man! It's like, you know, he's 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 a, he's a you know he's a, a kid, but he's a fucking grown man still. So it's like, like what what, what are we doing here, man? I mean, I mean, come on, Chris Stapps, he could he could um turn down the an extension, you know. Well, he can't really turn down the extension. I, I'm I'm just frustrated, man. He's he's a restricted free agent, so he can't do it. The Knicks are gonna match whatever contract that he gets. But um he, he could up to like sign like a like a one year deal or whatever. I, you know, it, it's just it's just like really, really, really like like um tiring talking about Frank. And I just wish that it would stop, okay? But on some real shit though, like like Frank Nilkin really did play really well. Not that little bullshit spin move and, and the paint that we saw him do once, you know? He actually took the guys to the basket and that's what we really really needed to do. We really need him to be Aggressive, the little pick and roll and stuff like that. But like I said, we're not gonna we're not gonna um, uh, for, forcefully play pick and roll constantly just to get Frank off. You know what I'm saying? The guy needs to needs to be able to play, and when, when we put him in, no matter what what um, what situation it is, you know what I'm saying? So um, just gotta keep an eye on that. You know, me me personally, I, I I think I would just get rid of um get rid of Frank, trade him for for Dennis Smith Jr. We bring Dennis Smith Jr. in here, then we won't have any issues about aggressiveness. It will all just be about playing basketball, you know. Because like, like if, if you're not aggressive, or or don't have any confidence, or don't have any moves, and you got to hear people talking about, oh yeah, Frank is learning this, Frank is learning that. Like you're in the pros, you shouldn't be learning shit. You should be already good because you're a professional basketball player. You should already be have like a, a like a handful of of moves. You know, you shouldn't just be learning basic take moves, man. So it's like. Man, I'm telling you, it's just, it's to me, it's the most frustrating thing that that we've had here as as Nick fans in a long time. Like, I can't really think of anybody that, that was more frustrating than Frank. I wanna I wanna say like you can go back as far as Kenny Walker, you know. But at least Kenny Walker could dunk. If you leave Kenny Walker open, he's gonna dunk it. But the Knicks didn't wait for Kenny Walker to to start developing like basketball players. They they just fucking got rid of him. You know what I'm saying? I think he might have played like four years with the Knicks. Or however many, but the Knicks got rid of him. They didn't. They didn't really. They didn't like. Oh yeah, we're gonna. We're gonna. You know, develop him and whatever. That, that, that's just some bullshit that's only been talked right now. Right now, they only talk about developing. Oh, we're gonna develop this guy. Well, no, you don't develop guys. Either guys know how to play or they can't. That's why guys like like Kevin Garnett and those guys when they were coming from from high school, these guys. It's not like they were taught how to play in the NBA. They were already nice to begin with. The, what um what was the delay as far as their development had to do with their body maturing and getting used to playing the professional game, not learning how to play basketball. Frank is learning how to play basketball. Now mind you, he has a good IQ. He could play the game, but as far as you know, professional, being able to create your own shot, get people better, you know, aggressiveness. He has to be taught aggressiveness. Like I mean. Being aggressive—that's what basketball is about. I don't know, man. It's—it's just—it's just really, it was really too much for me, and I just wanted to end. So, you know, we, we can get the cap space from from Wesley Matthews when we, when we trade to Monterey Jr. But um, as far as Frank, just just give me Dennis Smith Jr. Let's get this move on with our lives, man. Dennis Smith Jr. will come here and he's going to improve the team. You know, fuck fuck what Dallas does. 
I think Frank, Frank would do well in Dallas. But this is about the Knicks, and I think if Dennis Smith Jr. came here, he would give us another piece and push us a little um, closer to what, we, what we're trying to do here in New York. Finally, let's start talking about Ennis Cantor. I wanted to talk about Ennis Cantor last week, but I, I didn't get to it. You know, I'm going to stop promising spitting out the two podcast things because sometimes I just I just can't do it. There's, there's something about um, the time frame between Tuesday and Tuesday when it comes back around. Something happens in between there where I get lost, whether it be work or family. Something always seems to go down between the, that time frame. So, you know, I, I'm really going to try to get these podcasts out on Tuesday and then... If I if I if something comes up where I where I need to throw something out there or if I have something whatever, I'll, I'll throw it out there on Friday. So that, that's um that's the uh, the deal with that. So um let's just let's just talk about um cancer. Uh, cancer, you know, he's having his his problems as far as like, you know, like as far as you know his country, whatever, a lot, a lot of stuff going on with that. You know, I really don't want to get into it because that's that's like you know very sensitive stuff, and then um. You know he he loves New York. He doesn't want to leave. You know I you know I really feel sorry for the guy. I, I, I wouldn't want to put him put him out, per se, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? But like like I said, it's all about cap space. Now Cantor is already giving us the cap space to begin with. You know we we'll um we can waive him today and then we'll have we'll have enough we'll have close enough money to get um to get say like a KD if he wanted to come here. But um you know as as um. As far as um, Cantor is concerned, like, like we don't have to trade him. But anyways, trading him to Sacramento, the whole point of this is to um, give him an opportunity to play because he wants to play. You know what I'm saying? He's 20. He wants to stay here. He loves New York. He loves the, that whole thing. He loves being in the, in the media. He's always talking junk on um, Twitter, and he keeps making TV appearances and these things like that. You know what I'm saying? So he, he likes that. He likes that attention. He goes to Sacramento, he'll lose the attention, but he'll gain the playing time. Now, it, it, like him going over there is not going to guarantee that he's going to start, but he is going to play play the game, and he wants to play. So you know, this is like his his personal dilemma. But um, he's the one that that um that came out to the media and spoke about our playing. You know, so that's what causes rumors. You talk, you talk, you junk, whatever, and now all of a sudden, hey, there's a rumor that we're going to trade you. You know, rumors sometimes give birth to a fact. I mean, give give birth from fact. So. Anyway, the fact of the matter is that there is a rumor that to send him to Sacramento. Now, the trade is uh, Ennis Cantor for Zach. That's the basis. Of course, the numbers don't match. But um, I believe the, the trade is uh, Zach and uh, Lee for... Uh, no, excuse me. Let me get this straight. Cantor and Lee for Zach, uh, Shump, and... Um, the other, the other dude, the, the European guy that I can't pronounce his name. Anyway, it doesn't matter who they are because Shump is there, and we're not getting Shump to do anything. Shump, Shump is coming to the team to be waived immediately. You know what I'm saying? We, he, he more than likely is not not gonna even show up on the team unless uh, Fisdale wants to drop him in there with a the young guy. But we've been there and done that with Shump. And Shump is a little arrogant, so I kind of don't want Shump anywhere near these young guys. You know, so we just wave all those guys. So it's just straight cap cap dump. You know, we'll probably keep Zach around because Zach will be will, will be a great teacher. He will be the opposite of Shump. You know, like like um Zach has like a, a, a what do you call a, a stigma on him that he's like this bad dude, but he's not. He's actually a big teddy bear, and he's one of the realest people that you can meet. So I'd rather have Zach here, 
you know, and let him sit next to um, Chris Stapps and be an influence on Chris Stapps and also get on Chris Stapps some moves because uh, Zach Randolph hasn't jumped in, like, his whole career. He hasn't jumped since 2003, you know, so you put um, Zach, Zach in there with, um, what, with KP in practice and um, let's, let's see if we, if we can extend uh, KP's career. KP needs to develop some, some moves, you know, that doesn't require him, you know, trying to jump from um, from baseline to baseline, you know, because that's exactly what happened uh, how we tore his ACL. You know, he don't need to be crossing dudes up. He needs to figure out another way to, to get his moves off. You know, so I think Zach Randall will be a great um, player to, to, um, to get involved in that. And also, too, if um, Zach ever wanted to retire, you know, being an assistant coach under Fisdale would be a great opportunity for him. So this is all seeds that, should, that could be planted. You know, like, like I said, Shump, Shump will be immediately waived. As long and also the other the other center, the, um, you know, that he'll he'll be waived as well. You know, so that's the real basis of the trade. Like it's, it's not about not about um getting like um like like a, a good player. We, we're trying to dump a player, and that will be Lee. Lee getting rid of Lee will be will be fucking awesome. Now you add both of these trades. You add the Dallas trade, you know, what you what you got Tim Hardaway Jr., Frank. Those guys will be gone. We will be getting Dennis Smith Jr. and an expiring contract. And then, then you make this next trade, Cantor, Whitley, for uh, Zach, uh, Shump, and the other dude. And now you have all this cap space just erased off the team. It's incredible. And that doesn't do nothing to what happens on the, on the basketball court. Like, Zach, we get a teacher, and Dennis Smith Jr. basically will replace Frank. You know, so it's not going to do anything to to the basketball court. Now, I think it would improve the future as far as Zach, you know, influence on our big men. And um, Dennis Smith Jr., he would, he would eliminate the, the whole question of, of aggression when it comes to a backup point guard spot. You know what I'm saying? And then Burke, Burke might, might actually be, be, um, be like a, you know, a little... Thing for a trade too, maybe get a second rounder for the. Then, then you know, once we make these big moves, then we can start worrying about chipping away at the little bullshit second round picks. You know what I'm saying? You know, this, this is, this is, um, yeah. If, if we do that, we will be set for next year. Then we, we could just sit back, enjoy the team, look at Knox. Let's get Knox out there. I want Knox to keep doing his thing. Knox, you know, he dropped that 31 point game against Philly, and he looked better than Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was out there. He made Jimmy Butler look like a fool a few times out there. Jimmy Butler couldn't hold him, you know? And then on the other end, you know, he was doing his thing, you know, guarding Jimmy Butler. So, you know, credit got to be given to the, to, the, to these things. I mean, we, we, need, we need to, and you know, see what we have, enjoy these guys, put Dennis Smith Jr., see what he could do, and then just put the, um, put the thing in cruise control and then just wait for the draft. Excuse me, wait for the lottery. The lottery is what, is what we got to wait for. You know, lottery, we get a little bit of luck. You know, we get in that top top three. Hopefully, we get our top three. Nothing changes with that. And then it's just a crapshoot whether or not we're going to get that top pick. So that should be the blueprint, man. And um, from from what um, you know, uh, Steve Mills and um, Perry has been doing, you know, this seems like this is what they what they want to do. You know, so I, I really I really hope that they are that that, that um that that's even on the table as far as the Dallas is concerned. You know, because like as you, as you look around, it could be other trades like um. You, Dallas and, and Chicago, you know, they got Jamari Parker out there, so Jamari Parker to, to Dallas, you know, for Wesley Matthews, that works also, you know, they, they put like a little package together, that works also, now, but but Dallas has has big men, 
But and you know they got Luca too. Luca's a small forward. So I mean maybe that's something they might not do because they don't want to jam up their their front court. But I mean there are other moves that they could do. But as far as the Knicks, Dallas has a need at shooting guard, and you know we could we could provide help for that for that need. So you know it's just all something to to um, to, to go for. And I, I you know I really would, would would love that to happen because it, it would just set the Knicks up so well for next year, man. And then like like I said, if we get a little luck, we get Zion. You know, as Zion, you know, to 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 that mix that 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 I, that I came up with, Dennis Smith Jr., Zion. You got Chris Stapps coming back. You got Knox, and you got the, all those other um, you know guys like Dotson, and you know Treyer might might make another step next year. You know, and then you know these guys. This is our core. We add that core, going to going to the summer. Like mind you, I, I just said we got Zion. Add um add um two free agents. Imagine if we had money for two free agents, fam. Add two free agents to that group. I know we got Knox and this, that, and the other, but what, what if we sign KD? You know what I'm saying? What if, what if KD came here? Now, Kyrie Irving. I'm not really a fan of Kyrie Irving too much, but let's throw Kyrie Irving there. What if we get Kyrie Irving? Add Kyrie Irving to to um to, to that mix. You know, we, we have a bona fide playoff team. And more. Because Philly doesn't look all that great. Look at um Butler. Butler seems like he's frustrated with, with that team already. You know, he's like, he's becoming like an asshole. I mentioned Kyrie. Kyrie is having problems with Boston. They they, they seem like they were, they were um, they, like, they, like they might have caught lightning in the, in the bottle last year, but it didn't carry over to this year. It's very hard to be consistent in the NBA, especially when you have a young team. So Kyrie's having problems there too. So And also KD as well. KD, they keep asking him every game about, you know, how he feels about certain things because, like, like most rumors, rumors start from um, fact fact and stuff that's really happening you know when something is happening people can assume things and then you know they start asking questions and you give like little answers you know this is how rumors start you know what I'm saying so <clears throat> these these guys could, could very well leave their teams now I hear people talking about Kawhi Leonard now when you talk about Kawhi Leonard now you're talking about just chasing money and stuff like that now why would Kawhi Leonard leave um, Toronto and come to New York he fits seamlessly in Toronto, you know. So me personally, I wouldn't want to leave Toronto. Stay in Toronto, so we could build our team. And then I want to play Toronto. I want to play against Kawhi and their team. You know, I want to play them. I want to play against the top talent. You know, I have another podcast in mind that I'm waiting for the right time to drop it. You know, I'm not going to say who I'm talking about, but you can use your imagination. I I, I don't want to to um to you know rape the league. You know, just so my team can win. You know, I want I want the rest of the league to be good too. Now, if, if um, Kyrie leaves Boston, Boston still is going to be good. You know, they have a GM over there. Everybody seems to think Danny Ainge is so good. Danny Ainge is very lucky. So if he's still lucky, maybe he somebody might throw him a bone in Boston. He might get get a player. Maybe he might get Kemba. Who knows to replace Kyrie? You know what I'm saying? And then like you know, Golden State. That's like the the the, the baby of the NBA. If they lose KD, they still got players there. They made it to the finals without KD. You know what I'm saying? They could sign another player. They could they could just keep um, um, Cousins. Maybe Cousins fits with them. You know, so they could sign Cousins to a major deal. You know, so that, that team is going to be all right without KD. So don't even worry about it. And, and also Philly. Philly has Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler should, should be fitting them perfect. But he has some kind of issue. So whatever his issue is, Philly could, um, could, could rectify that with a trade as well. Just, just, just as um, easy as they as they brought 
Butler there, they could also make another trade too. So that's not my concern. My concern is to make the Knicks better, and I want the Knicks to play these guys. I want I want to have great competition on the way to um, to getting our goals, which is winning the championship. Yeah, man. So that's what that's about. You know what I'm saying? Now this is no rumor. We just signed um, Kadeem Allen to a two-way contract. Now I think that's just showing love to the kid because he's been here, you know, since the beginning of um, this whole era here. You know, so they just giving him a giving him. It's like a like a make good kind of kind of thing. You know, he, he's been put in the work, so just give him give him the two way, and then he probably get a call up later on. Now this is probably after the trades that we make, like all the trades that, that we that we talked about here in this episode. Maybe that that would give birth to um, sending um, Kadeem Allen to the to the big league and see what he could do. You know what I'm saying? And then also you could tie it into the cancer rumor because if um, you know cancer rumor and the other rumor too, like I just said, they you know get a Kadeem Allen. Know, it's just like uh, having another player in his in the staff. So if he did uh, make a trade, then we could just call him right up, and then he could just fill in the spot for the rest of the year. And it's all good because, like I said, we're not trying to win any games. And uh, Kadeem Allen, he could play some defense. So you know he's trying to uh, make a make a way into the league. So you know, kudos to him, and welcome to the to the fold. Even though he he's down with Westchester, getting that two way contract makes you official. So welcome to the to the Knicks, Kadeem Allen. I wish you all the luck. All right, so, um, yeah, I had an idea. It's a stupid idea. That's why I didn't say it earlier. It has to do with John Wall. Now, I know we're getting all this cap space. Now, let's say let's say we if we didn't get um, KD. Let's say if KD stayed in Golden State or let's say if KD went to another team. Let's say we don't get um, Kyrie. All that was just bullshit and he just resigns with Boston. And, you know, go down the line, Jimmy Butler. Maybe Jimmy Butler resigns with Philly. You know, let's let's say nobody comes to the Knicks. You know, so then what could we do? We have this cap space. So if the Knicks end up getting sixty million dollars of cap space, you know, we could actually just up absorb John Wall's contract. Now think about it. We have the cap space. We're gonna absorb uh, absorb um, John Wall's contract. All right, let's do that. Bam, we we, we take his contract. Now Chris Stapp signs his extension. That's gonna take the rest of the money probably. So we might have a little little change extra or whatever. Is that such a bad thing? Now, you know, I know you want all these these guys to do well. You want Frank to do well instead of the other. If you get John Wall to hell with Frank, you know, now John Wall is the guy. He's a top point guard. He's probably like the best passing point guard as far as numbers is concerned. And um, he likes to run. And he mirrors what Fristel wants to do. So you put um, John Wall out there with, with KP and some of the other guys we have, especially Kevin Knox. You got these guys out there, and they're all pushing the ball up the court. And now you got uh, Fisdale's kids on acid. You know what I'm saying? You got a, 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 a surefire NBA point guard, top point guard in the NBA, and he's pushing the pace on the Fisdale Knicks. You know what I'm saying? So that's not necessarily a bad thing. But, you know, it's not something I, I, that I want to keep talking about. But it is something that, that could happen to say if the Knicks do not sign anybody. Like I said, we could do um, um, the Wizards are solid and just straight up absorb um, Wall's contract. Since, we're, uh, since we'll be under the cap, we could take on his whole contract. Maybe we give, um, you know, Washington a uh, second rounder. But if you're going to take their cap space, I don't want to give them anything. Especially not a first rounder. That's never coming out of my mouth as far as absorbing such a, 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 a bad contract in Wall. Wall's going to make it 40-something 40, 40 mil, man, a year. 
shit is crazy. So, you know, if you're gonna absorb that contract, I'm not taking. I'm not giving you anything else. You know, you can, you can just go to hell with that shit. But that that is that is a viable option. You know what I'm saying? And, and it won't make the Knicks um, bad. It will make the Knicks actually make the Knicks better and dangerous too. Because who wants to see John Wall flying up up the court with um Kristaps behind him? You know what I'm saying? That sound that sounds crazy. And also having Kevin Knox on the wing with John Wall running like that. That sounds like a good thing there. So, anyway, that's the room episode. This is your boy, E-Rule the N-E Star. Doing this podcast for a minute now. You know what to do. Put your four fingers to the forehead. Tuck in your thumb and salute to the boys. See you later, man.